Hi there, I'm Robert Netkin, host of the Information Security Podcast. For 16 years, the summit has gathered thought leaders of the information security world for a week of learning, networking, and conversation about the industry. Today, we're recording live at the 2018 summit. We'll be sitting down with John O'Leary, who presented at this year's summit to discuss educating the next generation of information security. John O'Leary of O'Leary Management Education has been a computer security network practitioner since 1977, designing, consulting on, and teaching security for networks ranging from single site to multinational. I am with John O'Leary. I can speak as someone who's attended some of your talks in the past. You share a lot of engaging anecdotes. I understand what you're trying to do is to bring up the next generation of information security professionals. I think that's crucial, Rob, that we we really have to do that. Those of us who've been in the field for a long time realize how much we need help now. There are so many bad guys. There are so many exploits. There are so many things that can go wrong, even if nobody's trying to do anything wrong based on the complexity of our systems, that we need people in large numbers who are competent and able to right the wrongs or prevent them before they happen. It's not an easy sell because the job is difficult. Uh, as you as you know from listening around here or being to some of these things. We can't just get anybody. We've got to get someone who's dedicated, someone who's honest, someone who really wants to get the job done. But if indeed you do get someone who's sufficiently motivated and dedicated, this is an extremely rewarding field. What are some of the rewards to someone who's you actually, pursuing information security, who uh, gets into that field? If you want to make a gazillion dollars, this is the wrong place. Go be a lawyer if you want to make a gazillion <laughs> dollars. Uh, or, or a radio personality. That's another thing I've heard. Well, uh, radio personalities don't make a whole lot of money, but that's another story. But what you do is it's rewarding when you can actually stop something bad from happening or limit the damage. You don't get to say, I told you so. The temptation sometimes is very strong to say, I told you so, but you don't get to do that. You also get to watch people grow. One of the things that I've very much enjoyed in a long career in doing this is watching people come into the field who have a little bit of curiosity for this and maybe some technical talent or maybe some administrative talent or maybe some really good people skills and watch them flourish and grow and be able to do more things in a different field. They don't necessarily become super technicians or super uh, people people, but they get the skills that are necessary to get the job done to explain to people what it is we're trying to do and why they should take the extra steps we usually recommend that they take. In terms of talking to people and, and generating an interest in the information security field, What type of group are you talking with? Are you talking to high school students, college students, uh, people already in IT or other fields? Yes. (laughs) Anyone, Anyone who could be interested in something like this. It is a lot of work. God knows. There's a technical component to it. God knows that too. But there's also a sales component to it that people sometimes uh, denigrate to some extent. We've got to be able to convince people that this is the right thing to do. We have to sell information security to upper management, to middle management, and to the people who actually are doing the job. And that sometimes gets ignored. We sometimes have people who are really, really good technically, 
but they don't necessarily have the people skills. How do you know that they're an, uh, an outgoing technical person? When you talk to him, he looks at your shoes instead of his, his own shoes. But that's, that's sometimes all you get from, uh, from the techies, though. Some of them deal very well with code but have problems with carbon-based life forms. <laughs> and, and if you can get them, if you can get them to start dealing with people, then, then you can get a really, really good security person. Well, when we think about it, information security really is security dealing with people interacting with people with technology being between them. Absolutely. Because behind every piece of malware, there's some human who either deliberately spread it or bought it from someone in this ecosystem of... Or found it out there and unleashed it. There's a lot of what we call script kiddies out there who don't know how to code who don't who can't even read the code but they can certainly download it and aim it at something it's, it's like somebody picking up a club off of the ground and just hitting somebody you with got it. it you got it that's and, a, and metaphorically speaking that's what they're doing that's with, a very with, apt analogy for that and we need people in information security to to be the counterbalance well, to be need, the counterforce to that we need people to not only be the counterbalance to it but to be able to recover if something does get hit you know, we talk about prevention, but we've got to recover also and limiting the damage when we find that something has indeed uh, gotten in. One of the problems I see now is all too often we find out about a breach, not the day it happens or the day after it happens, but six months or even a year after it happens. A lot of the ransomware things that we're seeing, it's not, it didn't just come in on Tuesday and they gave the ransomware demand on Thursday. It's been in there for months. And we don't know how much, it, we know they're going to encrypt the information, but we don't know how much they've also taken outside to sell or to use some other way. And if it was several months ago, then we, we've got some problems. What a concept. Bad guys are really bad and they might do other bad things well, besides enough. the things they've told you. About. There's something that intrigues me about ransomware, and that is some of the companies, and I use that word advisedly, companies that do ransomware are in Romania and, uh, and Ukraine and Russia and whatever, and they've got customer service departments. Yes, they'll attack you. Yes, they'll encrypt all your files, but if you pay the ransom in Bitcoin, of course, 14,000, 17,000, whatever they want in Bitcoin, they will guide you through decrypting your, your files and whatever else you have so you can use it again. Now, and, and I've heard some people who've been hit actually say, gee, their customer service is better than ours. Unbelievable. Whatever. It, Custom, it organized crime customer service. Organized crime customer service. That's exactly what it is. And, and of course, you'll get a lot of repeat business that way, too, if you, uh, if you are Well, that's a scary crime. thought. Repeat yeah, that, business. Oh, they're one of our favorite customers. Uh, what kind of business are you? Oh, we're organized crime. Uh, gosh, that's a, well, what a concept. They're organized crime. But the countries that they're in will not extradite their people. They're bringing money into the country. And they don't care how they're bringing it uh, in. It doesn't seem that uh, they care very much. Interpol and other things don't seem to be uh, affecting it very much for as far as ransomware. So without the abilities of law enforcement to extradite these individuals, it's really up to information security professionals to just make 
their work a lot harder. You got it. That's exactly what we're trying to do. We we can't completely eliminate it. We can't completely stop it. We try to make it as hard as possible for them to get in. We try to make it difficult for them to get the things they're looking for when they get in. And we try to make it possible for us to recover when they do get in. So you could be a doctor and save lives. You could be a stockbroker and make lots of money. Or you can be an information security professional and protect the assets of everybody somewhere, somehow, well, in some organization. Yeah, and it's not just and it's not just companies, it's it's agencies too. We're talking about government things too. And we're talking about government actors actually doing the bad stuff. Uh, oh, they, you mean it's not just hired hands, it's actually people who work for like North Korea and, uh, and can other you, can you say China? Uh, on, on radio? Or is I, that, I yeah, did okay. hear an information security professional who shall remain nameless, uh, who worked for a major law firm that shall remain nameless, and he said to me, every day their systems were getting a knock on the door from oh, China. Yeah. Oh, yeah. China graduates more information technology PhDs each year than we have total in the United States. Each year? Each year. Each year. And the People's Republic of China Army gets his pick, gets its pick of who they want. And they take these people and train them on how to hack. We really need more people in information security. And it's not just more people. We need more people who know what they're doing. And you want to bring them in. Yeah, most definitely I want to bring them in. And whether you find them at conferences or or other places. I want to bring them in so I can retire in peace and and just enjoy life and, I don't know, play golf or whatever And so you are evangelizing the world of information security. As much as I possibly can. I want people to find this field and see if they like it and see if they're right for it. If they're not the right fit, it'll, it'll, you'll know fairly quickly. But if you are the right fit, it's an extremely rewarding career. So what does somebody do if they say, you've convinced me, I, I want to be an information security professional? What, what do they do? First of all, they check the local universities, colleges, community colleges, et cetera, to see what courses they can get. Second of all, they haunt the bookstores. Uh, you can find me very often in the nerd section at Barnes & Noble. I spend a lot of time there looking at what's out and what's new. And, and you have to understand you're going to have to keep learning. You might decide I want some certifications from Cisco, from Microsoft, from SANS, from ISC Squared, and get some of those certifications, which will also help you not necessarily to be better at the job, but to tell people that I have earned this certification at one time. I passed a comprehensive, difficult test, earned a certification, and therefore I should be a good candidate for any jobs or things that you have. So I'm visualizing in my mind, um, you know, a poster, but instead of Uncle Sam, it's a picture of John O'Leary pointing and saying, I want you it's, in I have information a, in security. The, in the session I just did it, or I have Uncle Sam pointing saying, I want you <laughs> to all the kids out in the audience. Well, I'm, I'm just saying we should, we should put you in that poster. I, I scare people. <laughs> we don't want to scare the children. So. But information security, uh, speaking as one who has worked in that field, yeah. is a rewarding field. And uh, it is important because, yeah, I mean, you know, everybody, this impacts everybody, you know, whether you're you know, dealing with your own resources or a company you work for, it, it, it affects all of us. And just like we need police on the street, we need information security professionals. Well, one thing we used to talk about 10 years ago was our growing reliance on computer systems. Nobody's talking about it anymore, yet our reliance on systems has grown astronomically in the last 10 years. You can't do anything without a computer these days. You can't go on an airplane flight 
ask some of the airlines that have been hit and had to, the GR system got hit. We have to turn it down for two days. We don't know who's flying. We don't know whatever else. You can't drive your automobile without the computers in it working appropriately, whether it's uh, maintenance computers or whatever else. They're all there and, and they've got to be working right. Pretty much everything we do depends on computer systems being there. And computer systems are tools used by people and they could be used for good or not for good. For, as so many other things, yes. And, and so we need people to protect us from the not for good, from, from those adversaries. Well, you tied into something. Integrity is one of the primary requisites for getting this job done. You can't be a bad guy. It shows. If you're sloppy, if you're just not really caring, this isn't the right, the right job for you. If you want to do something and if you have the wherewithal to stick with it and work hard and learn, this is a great job. And, and again, I, I said it before, I'll say it again. One of the true benefits is you must keep learning. And that's really a benefit. You know, it, it's, a, it's a burden to some extent, but it's a benefit to never stop learning. You can't just read a book and say, okay, I'm, I'm educated in information security, what's next? Yeah, I am, a, I am a forensics guy, circa 2018. 2020, forensics is a little bit different or other things have happened. And you still might know a lot of basics, but you have to catch up on the new stuff. Because the it's, new it's changing all the time. And the other thing that makes learning so necessary is the complexity of our systems and the interconnectedness of everything with everything else. You've heard, of course, of the Internet of Things, 50 billion things connected, refrigerators and doorbells and, and pretty much everything. And as a friend of mine in information security says, what could possibly go yeah, wrong? Yeah, what could possibly go wrong? <laughs> <laughs> and we'll keep it at that. Yes. John, as I mentioned even before this podcast, I could talk to you for hours, and, and I'm going to echo that again. I could talk to you for hours, and, and I just I, I hope you reach those people who need to join the information security force. All those people out there, we want you. Indeed. Thanks for joining us on the Information Security Podcast. You can find our other podcasts featuring keynotes and behind-the-scenes interviews with some of the Summit speakers by subscribing to the Information Security Podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app. Learn more about the Summit at informationsecuritysummit.org. Before you'd go, we'd like to give a special thanks to our ISS partners, ASMGI, Better With Mustard, and Hurricane Labs. We'd also like to thank Front Porch Media for producing this podcast. Thanks for listening. Until next time, stay secure.